Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the very first episode or first live episode of the Dave Sturchio Show. I'm your host, your only host here, Dave Sturchio, coming to you live from the only Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru studio right here in Matawan, New Jersey, otherwise known as Chop Studios. I hope everybody's doing well out there. It is Monday after all. I know, uh, you know, it's not always the... Uh, the best day uh, for everybody. But you know what? I tend to look at Mondays a little differently. I do. Um, I tend to, uh, you know, I, I try not to look at a Monday like, oh, I can't believe it's Monday again. But uh, it's Monday. We're enjoying ourselves here. I've had a productive one. I've had meeting after meeting after meeting. We them boys. Guys, what's going on in the chat? Now, listen, here's the here's the beautiful part about how this is all going down uh, right here on the Dave Sturchio Show. There is a live call-in element to this show. I will open up the phone lines later on after I get done with talking a bunch of shit about whatever I felt like talking about, uh, along with chiming in with the comments and stuff like that. I will be taking phone calls. Now, is that a good idea? I don't know. I don't know if that's a good idea. I know there's plenty of people out there that would love nothing more than to call in and talk shit and, and get me all riled up here on a Monday evening. It is your afternoon drive show. Uh, you are watching this instead of listening to Michael K, which is kind of crazy to me. Uh, or you're doing both, and that's cool too because i'm a michael k guy i'm a don LaGreca guy rosenberg you know hit or miss uh but i will say hello to my boys in the chat right now that's kyle kerms the sauce you knew you knew that that dude was going to be in here first swerve show coming in um left that third like oh all right my man loving that like the show like the video please that'd be uh that, that's wonderful it tells youtube like hey people actually give a shit about this show so do that um, also I thought, so there it is. Uh, no, that's Mark Esposito. Well, that is my friend and yours. Scoop is in the building as well. AJ in the building. This feels like a reunion of sorts. Uh, so the chat is fired up right now. Chris Payne, uh, Chris Payne's in the building. He said, I would love to break your balls and argue over everything and everything. Yes. Sean Redden back in there. Screw Michael K. New York radio is asked. This show puts the O in Otani. Well, Otani, man, lots of stuff. Alaska in the building. I'm broadcasting all the way. To beautiful sunny, I think it's sunny out there. Uh, we actually got the Northern Lights not too long ago. Uh, I think over the last, I think it was like a couple days ago, we got the Northern Lights here. Um, so I was excited about that. Did not see him because it was cloudy. Uh, so I also got in a deep conversation with my barber about like me and him go way, way like deep into like black holes of doom when it comes to like talking about conspiracy theories and stuff. Uh, he told me about this blue beam thing, how like the government controls the weather and this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, interesting, interesting. And I'm like, well, that wouldn't, that would not surprise me at all uh, with everything else. Canada in the house, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my guy, Mark over there. Welcome to the show. There's a lot to get into. Um, believe it or not, there's a lot to get into when you're in July and you're in these dog days of summer. Um, you know, sports are just baseball right now. But as it creeps closer and closer, we're getting right there um, as far as uh, training camp. And training camp will be opening up soon. I will have a guest on in a couple days, not live. I don't want to do that to him because, you know, Lord knows I'm going to be asking the hard-hitting questions. But I will have uh, Sean McEwen, tight end of the Dallas Cowboys, on with me on the Dave Starchio Show for Episode 7. He's going to help me break down Dallas Cowboys training camp 2023, so I'll be excited about that. There is a lot of stuff down the pipeline for this show. Um, I definitely want to get a lot of my friends involved. I want to get the people to watch involved. I'm very excited about this. Um, so as I get back into the chat real quick, Jeff coming in there. Good afternoon, Cowboys fan. How mad are we that Madden CD is only a 90 in their ratings? Okay. I guess we could start there because it is Madden rating day after all. Uh, this stuff gets cornier and cornier every year. And you're talking to a guy who has loved Madden 
his entire life. And I think it was like the last time I got a chance to really, really play Madden was 2020. Pandemic was happening. We had nothing to do. I sucked at Call of Duty. I went back to Madden and started playing again. Uh, but after that, when I started this business, it's very, very hard um, for me to devote any time uh, to video games right now. And I'm not knocking anybody who has the time to do video games because that's cool. Uh, I just don't have the time, and I, I would love the time. I just don't have it. Uh, but Madden has been booty juice, uh, according to some people out there. Um, so I, I, am I upset that I'm missing out on Madden? No. But people, like, making a big deal about Madden ratings and, and stuff like that. And, like, I even put that out on Twitter uh, today. I said, um, you know, it's the international, like, you know, eye roll emoji day or, like, just you know, emojis that you're writing stuff down, like these, the players that feel slighted that they're not higher in the rating system. It's like, dude, I would, listen, I think I missed the boat on uh, professional careers as far as what I should have done in life. There's guys out there that get to go to training camps for free on EA's dime and just rate players. You know, it's like if somebody stubs their toe on their first out route, they're like, oh, well, you know, his agility is kind of. <laughs> You know, it's like, what, what are we talking about here? All of a sudden, you get to be the, the judge, jury, and executioner of somebody's rating on a video game. And I, for me, it's like, come on, where are we going with this? You know what I mean? Like, and I, again, again, I used to love this game. There's nobody that loved to play this game more than me. Even if I got sparked by a seven-year-old in Germany who just lit the scoreboard up and every single way they can light a scoreboard up, I still love to play the game. I actually... I can't say that I love playing online because I when I do lose to those kids and you know they're kids because then you put the headset on I can get arrested for a hate crime <laughs> like just trying to go in and like go go f your mother or something like that you know and they're like oh I can't believe you said that mom you know and um, again uh, is that true Scoop's coming in saying Mahomes was rated a 68 rookie year that's insane to me you know because within like what I don't know if anybody else has watched quarterback the series i love it i know if my business partner chris was on the show with me he would poo poo that easily saying it's the corniest thing he's ever seen blah 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 me for one i like all that stuff i love hard knocks i love the quarterback series i love what the jets do uh with their thing like i, I just i can't get enough football you know like and if i can get behind the scenes i think it's so dope to do that and um that access is just great it really is and i and i think that the the quarterback series has been pretty damn good um, I think I have one more episode left, and ultimately, I guess that's when um, Mahomes wins the Super Bowl. But you got to feel for guys like Mariota on this thing. It's like after episode six, they're like, and he's like, hey, uh, you need anything else from me? He's like, well, no, you got benched, so we're good. You know, I'm just, damn, that's got to be cold. It's a cold, cold world out there. Uh, but the quarterback series is definitely good. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, you heard that probably. Uh, <laughs> only because I know how I get with these kids. Um, listen. They're just, they're assholes. What are you going to do? Kids have a tendency to really pop off a mouth when you don't have anything to worry about. You know, I'm a firm believer that if all social media, if like you had to like, if you hit send on a, a tweet or a something, right, you should actually have your, it should be mandatory to have your physical address there. Just physical, like 123 Main Street. Like, okay, cool. And just knock on the door and be like, hey, remember that tweet? And just... Bam, one shot. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not I'm not about to say I was hit a kid, but anybody who puts out this dumb nonsense on the old interwebs is not uh is not a friend of mine. So I, I can tell you that right now. I talk a lot of shit. I do, uh, but I usually have a chance to back it up with at least some, I don't know, stats or analytics, or I'm not an analytics guy by any stretch. Just ask the uh the sauce network, all those guys over there. Not that not that guy, pal. Uh, but in any event. 
there is stuff I wanted to go in order as to uh, why live. Why am I going live? Well, I tell you what, I do miss it. I missed the element to talk to people and interact with people as we talk. Um, me and Chris still do a show, the Chop Sports Social. You can find that on the Premier Streaming Network. We do that. I do the Fight Factor with Tommy, and now we got Shay uh, in the building as well as our producer. She's great. That whole family is great. Love those guys. We do that. We, you know, I do my Jersey Boys when our all of our schedules map up, but it's just like it's never interactive. It's never talking to people. It's never topical based off of the conversation that somebody would bring up. Um, so that's why I do this again and finally found some time and carved out some time. I did have a very busy day today. I had an awesome meeting at 3 o'clock. I had an awesome meeting at 12 o'clock. These meetings are piling up, and Shop Studios is doing doing good. You know, we're doing, we're doing all right over here. And I think that, um, you know, when I do find time, even if it is at the end of the day, uh, to, to just sit back, relax, sip on some water i guess i mean there's plenty of beers in the fridge uh but i won't do that because i gotta drive home so i can't do that uh, imagine me just sitting here like just getting completely hammered uh to just want to talk shit to the to the crowd and take calls and, you know, and just and just kind of you know get rid of them uh but i did want to talk a little bit about baseball coming back um and Something that's not coming back is the New York Yankees or the Mets for that reason. Uh, I'm not one to talk shit about the opposing team because I do have counterparts that do love this team. Uh, the other team in New York, my dad, my bonus mom, Barry, they're all Mets fans. I know plenty of Mets fans out there. Kyle's a Mets fan. AJ's a Mets fan. Like, you guys are all Mets fans, and I feel for you. I do. That's a lot of money spent um, on on just a couple players, a couple older players, and it sucks. It sucks to have to deal with that where you, you feel like it's a it's a bad contract. And the Yankees have had their fair share of bad contracts over the years. Don't get me started. You know, the Carl Pavanos of the world. Um, who's the scrub that they got from the Reds? Uh, Ellsbury, when they brought him on. He felt like he was taking a payroll from Jump Street. So I know bad contracts when I see them. Uh, just, <laughs> just ask Kyle when I thought all the, all the Dak Prescott contract stuff was good. I still think it's all right. Uh, they're going to extend them again. <laughs> so anyway, um, New York baseball is atrocious. Yeah, dude, I, listen. I think that if I had – it's going to be a longer summer, right? Because you're coming out of the all-star break, and if you're a Yankees guy, you're like, okay, well, you know, are we supposed to get hyped because maybe Judge is taking batting practice and running in the outfield? Bro, I don't know what it takes for a major league baseball player to get on the field. I don't. I know what it takes for a 37-year-old broken-down guy to get on a softball field. Can't do it right now, but I could maybe in like two weeks, right? But that's to hit a ball and get a pinch runner. You know what I'm saying? So I can't speak for these guys who are just not being able to get on the field. But what I can say is I don't know if Judge comes back, and that's just me. I'm just looking at it from, from you know, an outsider's perspective of seeing how long this is taking, and it's like they were so quick, so quick to, like, shoot down any, like, when he was doing the batting practice thing, people are like, oh, is it? Are we a week away? Like, is it going to happen? Like, maybe Colorado, maybe the Anaheim series, and it's a judge against all time. Like, I don't, I don't see it. I, I truly don't see it, and and that's alarming. It is, um, because with a toe, I remember, I forget which year it was. Dion was a Dion was a was, it, was he a cowboy yet? He was, um, he had a turf toe thing, and I'm like, ah, that's turf toe, like a rash, like you know, like what's a little little something blister, you know? These toe injuries are tricky, man. And when it comes to judge, when you're like seven foot four like Aaron Judge and built like a brick shithouse, it's going to take a little longer to get back into the game. And I don't know. I don't know if it happens. I think it's – I think they're really determining it on what the Yankees do the next couple weeks record-wise because right now they're sitting like I think four or five games over 500. They're in like 
either if not second to last, dead last right now, which is crazy to me because I don't think I've lived in a time period in my life where the Yankees have been in last place, and that's the truth. Like I've been around for the the glory days of the '90s into the 2000s, but I don't remember the Yankees ever being in last place. Again, could be wrong, uh, but I don't remember it. And if I even if it was like remotely couple years back where it was a couple days worth or whatever fine but it just feels like this is the first time I'm like looking from the basement all the way up and I'm just like good lord they stink like how bad can they be and it's like you know Donaldson gets hurt again and people are rejoicing <laughs> you know like oh good get him out of the lineup it's like what you need these guys you do I don't give a shit how bad he's been for x amount of time you need these guys in the lineup for you to be productive and now if your pitching is going to stink you know, you get Rodon out there, and he gets shellacked his last. And I'm not saying he's going to be perfect. The only perfect pitcher right now, not perfect, perfect, but the the bright shining pitcher of the Yankee staff right now is Garrett Cole, and he should be. He's making the most money, right? So he should be the one that do things. Herman pitches the perfect game. You're like, oh my god, like it's. And then you get the the the, the statistic police out there, like, well, just so you know, anytime the Yankees have thrown a perfect game, <laughs> they won the World Series, right? and they get all excited. I'm just like. Have you seen the rest of the year? Because it's not good. It hasn't been good, right? And every time I'm like, well, their bullpen is their strong suit. <laughs> Gave up like fucking 24 runs yesterday. Or like in, in, towards the back end of yesterday. It was horrible. Horrible. And I'm not going to tell, like, say they completely suck, but they, they're pretty goddamn bad. And it's, it, it's again, it's upsetting. It's defeating. But what are you going to do? You know, like, this is the New York Yankees. Are they going to be buyers at the deadline? Is there somebody out there that could fix this team? Is is getting a Bellinger on this team going to just automatically propel him? They got Sean Casey as their hitting coach. You would think that he was the second coming of Christ when he got into the oh, – there he is. Because the first at-bat was what? Stanton hits one 450 feet, right? And you're like, oh, he fixed everybody. This is great. But it's not great. It's not great. And it's just like the, the whole team can't just perform all at the same time. It's just it hasn't happened. Volpe's up and down. You get excited about they bringing this kid up on the opening day roster. Great. But I just, I don't see it being, like, you can't send him down now. You've already made the commitment. I know a lot of people are like, send him down for a couple weeks, get him straightened out. Like, no. You don't straighten out a kid that you gave this position to this, this early in his career. That will be detrimental to his career. I'm telling you right now, you can't do it. Can't do it. So, Anyway, get back to the chat for a second. Uh, Dave, gun to your head. Who wins the NFC East if you're wrong? The trigger gets pulled. Go. The Cowboys are winning the NFC East, by the way, this year. They will win the NFC East. I'll get into football in a second. Um, Sean Redden. Cowboys scare me this year. Dak is setting expectations high. He said yesterday he will not give 10 at Lofty Coin. Listen, you know, not for nothing. Shut up. Not for nothing, but if, if you play, and I don't want to get too far into football yet. I'll get into football in a second. But anyway, anyway as far as the Yankees are concerned, I'm I'm not like totally closing the book on the season, but I kind of am. I'm not watching games. I'm telling you right now, I'm not sitting there watching games. I'm watching the games that the sauce are betting on. <laughs> you know, I haven't been able to bet, but like those are the games that are more interesting to me. Like, is is Kyle doing good on his bets tonight? You know what I mean? Like, that's how I look at baseball right now. Because if you're watching the Yankees for enjoyment, all you're gonna do is age yourself, and this gray beard's gonna get grayer. You know what I mean? Like, I so I'm just I'm optimistic, I guess. But not really, you know. Um, the, you know, and, and for Christ's sake, please stop with the trade for Otani stuff. The Angels would be absolute fools to trade this guy. They're like four games out of the wild card spot, four or five. So, like, the Angels aren't dead in the water yet. What you would get for an Otani is yes, you should get a King's ransom. We've never seen anybody like this before. 
If you were starting a team right now, who would you start with? Judge or Otani? Healthy Judge or Otani? I still take Judge. I do. Um, maybe that's just the Yankee fanboy in me, but like I, I would take Judge over Otani if they were both healthy. But we've never seen anything like this before, you know. And don't, unless you're unless you're a hundred years old watching this show, and you're like, "Well, Babe Ruth, like, all right, cool, Babe Ruth did it." Outside of that, I don't know if this is even going to be like. Is this going to be taught? Is this the new way? Like, hey, Otani can do it, so I'm going to make my kid pitch and hit. Like, I don't know if that's a thing, you know, going forward. Even when you're trying to teach these kids and, and you're trying to raise them, I don't know if that's a thing. That you can just be like, oh, by the way, you're going to do both. You're going to pitch and you're going to hit. I did as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't hitting moonshots. And I also wasn't throwing 100. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's everybody learns to hit and pitch. But eventually you find out that you're excelling at something, right? Otani just found out that, hey, I'm good at both. So let me just keep doing both. And that's where we're at with Otani. So I don't foresee him being traded. I see him being easily, easily. Think about it like this, and this is going to be crazy, and maybe you can shoot the numbers down or whatever. doesn't matter. Otani right now, if, he's, if he becomes the highest-paid pitcher in baseball, he'll be making upwards of over $40 million a year, right? That's the highest. It's like the Verlanders, the Coles, like all those guys, the Scherzer, $40, $45 million. Let's just, let's just round it up at 50 right? Now go to your highest batter that you're paying, right? Judge, you know, Stanton, $25, $30, 35000000 million. We have a very, very good possibility that Shohei Otani makes $100 million a year. And I'm not fucking, I'm not lying. Like, it, it sounds ridiculous because it is. Um, but, like, you're paying for two separate entities. I know he's not going to play the field. He's, not, he's a DH, right? He's a DH and he's a pitcher. What, what, what is too high? What's, what's the price that's too high for Otani right now because he plays two spots? In your lineup, in your every day, when he pitches, he doesn't hit, I don't think. But, like, you know, but still, every other day when he's not, he's smacking the cover off the ball. He's got like 35 home runs right now, or in the middle of July. It's very well could even start to start the conversation about Judge's record lasting a year. Will it? I don't know. I'm just saying. That's it, right? I'm back in the I'm back in the thing. Otani is going to break Judge's record this year. I mean, you're going to love it. I thought you were a Yankee. I'm not going to get down this road again. (laughs) CFO sport, my guy. Hopefully, the Cowboys do better than our Yankees. Yeah, it's not. It's not even close. Um, Otani, the bidding bidding war of 2024. We're not talking about MJF, are we? Um, Toast picked the who? Toast picked the Mariners tonight. Shake my head. Twins win the guaranteed Megalog. Oh, we're getting Megalogs in here. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, the Otani conversation, he's not being traded. He's good, but you know, when he hits the market, pull just be be careful. Be careful. And I listen, do you do you think we live in a world right now where Shohei Otani becomes the new I don't even know how to know how to explain this. Uncle Steve right now is very disappointed in the money he spent. Does he double down? Does he double down and say, you know what? I'm so sorry about Verlander. I'm so sorry about letting Jacob DeGrom go. And I understand DeGrom gets hurt again. That sucks. But, like, I'm so sorry about this Max Scherzer thing that's just – I mean, yes, he pitched great yesterday. But that's – I'm so sorry about all these bad things. But I'm going to make it up to you, Mets fans. And I'm going to bring you Sheho, uh, Sheho, Shohei Otani on a silver platter for the next 10 to 15 years. I don't think that happens because he's going to be 30. So maybe the next nine good years of his life. Maybe maybe he maybe he, maybe he, that that's his makeup. Maybe that's the the way that he makes up 
all this bad stuff. The Steinbrenners are sure as shit not going to pay that kind of money. We're already sitting on Stanton's contract. Like, it's just, it's very unfortunate that we have to deal with that towards the back end. And, yeah, when Stanton hits one, it's a moonshot. But, like, what is he good for? One home run every week? Maybe? Sure as shit ain't hitting for average. That's for damn sure. So, in any event. Yeah, that's what I said. So, I'm looking at uh, Armand right now. Cohen will double down on Otani. No one else. I think... You have to, right? You just have to. In any event, um, NFL. So today was the uh, the deadline for any uh, franchise tags to be extended into a long-term deal. There's a lot of deals that did not get done today. I don't even think one deal got done today. If they did, it was something that was not as relevant as the rest. Um, the biggest one to me that did not happen is Saquon Barkley. Now, the New York Giants and the NFL alike are realizing that this running back market is not what it used to be, clearly. We've seen that, right? We're seeing this We're seeing this transition where nobody gives a shit about the running back position, which is kind of crazy to me, but we live in this air raid. Everybody throws football at this moment, right? Saquon Barkley represents like 80% of the New York Giants offense last year, like he was a part of, like, every play, you know? And it was kudos to him for staying healthy because it's, that's been his bugaboo, right? But, like, for you not to get something done with a Barkley right now, that's real detrimental to the Giants because it's already being reported that he's not going to show up for camp. And with any luck, he won't be there for week one. <laughs> Against the Cowboys. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, it's a big deal because he already went out, hit the Twitter machine, right? Everybody does this. Oh, it is what it is. That's what he said. Like, they're saying, oh, they're at the, they're at the this hour. They're at this hour, right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if that ever got done. I don't know if they're even close because everything I read, everything you hear about is, you know, not close, not close, not close. But then, oh, the 11th hour, they're close. They're close. Eh, I don't know. And then you find out that nobody talked. It's like, what are we doing here, reporters? <laughs> Can we get something accurate? But the Giants not paying Barkley is criminal for him, but that's the running back market, right? Other running backs that did not get signed today. My guy, Tony Pollard, no long-term deal there. Uh, but that, to me, was never a thing. I don't think there was ever a point where he was in, in negotiations for a long-term deal. I don't, I don't think it. I think the, the franchise was slapped on him for a reason, He's coming off an injury. This is a very, very similar situation that the Cowboys found themselves in with Dak Prescott, right? I mean, they didn't pay him. He bet on himself after the injury, got paid. So now Tony Pollard, same thing, gets hurt, gets the injury, coming back, says he's ahead of schedule, great. But at the end of the day, are we going to, like, rue the day? That's the thing. With with Twitter and, 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 and social media, it, it's insane to me because these Cowboy fans – They'll go crazy over the fact that you paid Ezekiel Elliott. I can't believe it. I can't believe they paid a running back. But then they'll bark, bitch, and whine when you don't pay Tony Pollard. What's the difference? The difference is Ezekiel Elliott had a lot more tread on the tire that was taken off <laughs> in the first couple of years. They beat the shit out of that poor kid, okay? There was 300 carries. I'm talking, like, just overall. There's not as much wear and tear on a Tony Pollard, so that's why you can consider paying that guy. You can consider it. I didn't say do it. You consider it. 
But I don't think it was ever considered. I don't think they like they know the running back market right now. Think about these guys that are still out there. Kareem Hunt, Dalvin Cook. Those guys are still out there searching for teams. Now, do I think Dalvin Cook has a suitor? I think there's like just negotiations to be had, but I think he's going to wind up in Miami. I do. Or Buffalo. Um, the Buffalo one just makes sense because of his brothers there and they can split and blah, blah, blah. It'd be a cool story. Um, but I, I think that's already done and it's just, it's kind of waiting. I don't know what for, but I think that's the suitor for him. But a guy like Kareem Hunt, he can go out there and, and Zeke, Zeke is still out there. Leonard Fournette still out there. To me, that's insane. To me, I think the Cowboys should right now go sign Zeke for, and, and this is no disrespect to Zeke because I'm a Zeke guy. I got his fat head in my, in my attic. I got signed memorabilia in my office. Zeke is my guy, right? I've always been a Zeke. I've shot it from the, the rooftops and the mountaintops for Ezekiel Elliott. I say you take the league minimum right now. You take the league minimum and you have incentive-based contracts. If Zeke gets over 750 yards rushing, it becomes a $1 million deal. If he gets over 1,000 yards rushing, then guess what? You just made 2.5. If you score 15 touchdowns, then you're going to make up to $5 million. Make it incentivized. Do it that way. The Cowboys can figure this out if they want to get a banger of a running back in there still. And I know that Tony Pollard's there, and I know they got Rojo, Ronald Jones is in there, and I know they drafted Deuce Vaughn, and you got all the guys that were there last year. I get all that. But, like, Zeke Elliott for that locker room and Dak Prescott's friendship with this guy, like, I just think it would make sense to have him there. Now, do the Cowboys think he's a fit? Clearly where we're at. We're at a couple more weeks before training camp and no sign, right? He just hosted a camp, right? So... I don't know. I don't know. Um, uh, let's see. NFC East. Uh, NFC is dog shit, according to Scoop. Going back to the comments here. Sorry, folks. Uh, Break Buds coming in. What up, bud? Uh, Barkley still plays. No, he doesn't. The Giants got a win because practice means nothing for the NFL running back. I think you're right when it comes to quarterback. When Rodgers says, I don't want to practice, you need to practice, Rodgers? I don't know. You want an MVP by being high on Hiawaska or whatever you call it. Right? But for running backs... It might be different. He's going to sit. He's going to sit training camp. But if he sits training camp, and obviously he's not going to get any reps in, tra- in preseason, you know, that's got cut down a game and the, no, no stars play ever, right? Him suiting up week one is very, very, very much in jeopardy to me. I don't, I don't foresee it happening. I really don't. If he sits from now until middle of August – there's no way he gets in football shape to get out there and play the Cowboys. Not that defense. You don't want no part of that shit. They got Mozzie Smith ready for him and to eat. Okay. I just don't I don't see it. If the Giants want to sustain and the Giants want a successful season, they'll get Barkley on the field, but they have to know it's going to come at a cost. And the cost is missing a couple games. That's truly what I think. Um, but in any event. Back to the comments real quick. Uh, here we go. Armand coming in. The quality free agents are still available. Should not sign now. Wait to see if any players get injured in camp to help. Yeah, that to me, that I think is what's going to happen. I think guys like the Fournettes and the Hunts of the world are going to wait for somebody to stub a toe, and then they'll be like, "Hey, hey, hey, I'm still here. You know, I'm I'm still I'm a running back. You got something for me?" And then all of a sudden, they latch on with a team where the risk is not as great. Right? The risk is just it's just not. Um, But in any event. That's the uh, – there's a couple more NFL things I wanted to touch on. Um, and it specifically pertains to, like, a lot of the stuff that I've been getting into lately 
Break Buds is in the building, and obviously uh, Chris is in his office. I've been getting into the card collecting thing, right? I'm, I'm interested in that whole world. I think it's very interesting how it's kind of reemerged after I thought, like, for sure that I would never see value on any of my cards again. And some of them still don't have any value, but some of them might, right? Um, last year, when these guys started, they were all doing the Trey Lance dance, right, before the season started. He gets hurt, and now they're all chasing this Purdy card. To me, if you had to put a gun to my head, I know Kyle does the gun to my head thing. I'm going to say right now, week one starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers this year, it's going to be Sam Darnold. And I don't, listen, I don't hate Sam Darnold. I think he's got a raw deal everywhere he's gone. This is his most equipped team. Tell me Sam Darnold and Jimmy G aren't a Jace in talent, right? I mean, if Jimmy G can do what he done, so I think the Niners are in an interesting spot here. You're not going to keep all three, right? Darnold's going to be there because everybody's hurt. But, like, once everybody gets good to go, I still think it's Trey Lance's team. You don't, you don't trade up. You don't get to that spot in the draft to, to take somebody. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, that was a cool story. But we saw what happened to him when he faced, like, a good defense in the, in the, in the playoffs. He got mauled. And I don't know if... Again, I don't know if he's an NFL starting caliber long-term solution for the 49ers. It's very interesting to see who gets healthier fast, fastest, because I think that's where Shanahan's playing this right now. I think Shanahan's sitting back and saying, you know what? I don't really know what I'm going to do yet. But, like, if if all of a sudden Trey Lance gets cleared before Brock Purdy does with his, his elbow and Lance with the foot, all of a sudden people are going to be like, it's Trey. It's, it's Trey. He's next up. It's, it's his team. And now Purdy gets Wally Pipped. The young heads will get that one. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, I, I find that to be the most interesting quarterback discussion in the NFL right now because of the fact that the 49ers are so equipped to be so goddamn good with the players that are around between the Debos and the Kittles and the McCaffreys and just the whole team is just stacked, right? All they need is somebody to just not fuck up. <laughs> That's it's bottom line. If you don't screw this up, they could be a very, very, very good team. If Sam Darnold is your quarterback, I think he's less likely to make the mistakes than the other two. So I think the Niners are in a really good spot right now. I really do. And I just needed to point that out. Um, there's one. <laughs> this, this, this is crazy. Miles Sanders, who I've obviously not liked for his, his entire existence because he's been a Philadelphia Eagle member. He now is, we talked about Sam Darnold before, he's now the uh, running back of the Carolina Panthers. He went out there and said, now, remember, the Panthers made the moves, and they they traded up, and all of a sudden you got Bryce, Bryce Young as your quarterback, and that's your starter going forward, and everybody's excited, right? He, but he went out there. He threw out a little bit of a, a, little bit of a curveball ski here, okay? Um, Miles Sanders went on the record and said Andy Dalton is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Now... <laughs> So, so Scoop's holding his eight-month-old, and he's falling asleep to your voice like it's an angel. Well, either that or I'm boring. Either way, what up to the eight-month-old? Um, Joey Stewart, if you want to load up this year, then sign Seeks five mil, two years, why not? That's exactly what I said, buddy. Uh, so here's Kyle coming in. I don't know a single redeeming quality Ezekiel has anymore. His efficiency in short yardage situations is terrible. The passing offense averages more yards per play with Pollard and Davis. I Listen, you know, bringing that comment back up to the screen real quick, his efficiency in short yardage situations is terrible. 
I felt like that was his strong suit last year. Short yardage, hard yardage, Zeke. Finesse, long yardage, Pollard. That's kind of how I saw that playing out. So I don't know, I don't know how you don't like um, that at all. Uh, Jimmy G isn't a ginger. That's right. Ah, shit. Breakbuds is making a very, very logical point here when it comes to um, the quarterback situation over there. Toast coming in. Uh, he thought Zeke was a solid pass blocker. He is. He absolutely is. And that's why I feel like there's 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 value there. You know, there's value. But anyway, more Cowboy stuff on the next episode. But, yeah, Miles Sanders came out and said Andy Dalton's a Hall of Famer. And my response to that was if, if Andy Dalton – is a Hall of Famer, then Tony Romo should moonwalk into Canton, right? Does anybody out there think that Andy Dalton has put up the numbers and the success to be a Hall of Famer? Because I just, I feel like, one, Miles Sanders, shut your mouth. Like, there's no reason for you to spit off that kind of foolishness because then nobody's going to actually take you serious going forward. You know, like, you just said that, and everybody's chuckling at you, and that, that rightfully so. Andy Dalton's a very, very good guy, and he's a ginger, so shout out to gingers. But, like... I just don't look at him as any bit close to being a Hall of Fame quarterback at all. At all. So, Fanny's football's coming up very, very soon. I'm in a dynasty league with uh, Chris and the, and the boys, right? I'm also in my own league in which I've switched out of archaic format. Um, I'm going to be doing a little PPR action this year for the first time ever. I will only be in one standard league, and that's my boy Joe Angelo's. Uh, which I was actually debating not being in that league because I think some of the guys that are in that league, just particularly one, um, just have it out for me, right? And I just, I never understood it. I never said a bad thing. I didn't sleep with his wife. Like, I, there was no, you know, like, there's no, there's no ill will, so I don't really understand it. But um, I was I was debating on not being in that league, but then, like, little chip on my shoulder said, you know, last year uh, I finished dead last, so I have to go to bar A, uh, in Lake, whatever the fuck is it, Hopacon, Lopacon, whatever, Lake Hope. Uh, what is, where the hell is Barre? I forget. It's one of the lakes. <laughs> anyway, um, I got to wear a tutu in the first round or first three rounds or something like that. So that'll be a good look. Um, that sucks. But I have that, that moxie that I want to get out of that thing and, and run the league and just kick the shit out of everybody. Como, Lake Como. Sorry, Scoob. I wasn't with you because I wasn't invited because your wife hates me um, for when you went to uh, the beach bench. <laughs> I think that joke will never get old, and I'll stick, I'll stick with it until she DMs me herself. Not in that way, Scoob. But, like, if she, if she – I have to hear her say, Dave, I don't hate you. If she wants to be the first caller, she can, as the phone lines are now open. <laughs> so if you want to call – the show and talk to me before I get the hell out of here. 609 663. It's 1642 to call in, debate. We'll talk a little shit. Um, but you got to be nice. I, I have the ability to be Mr. Francis and be like, hey, you're gone and just cut you off. Uh, but I will um, open up the phone lines to anybody who wants to listen. You waited this long. I thank you so much for that. I appreciate you. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a, available for you at your disposal to call in the show and debate me and whatever else you want to do and talk shit and all that stuff. Um, Ibby, what's going on, buddy? Andy Dalton has made $100 million in his career. He's the NFL Business Hall of Famer. There's a lot of guys like that. There's a lot of guys like that, actually. There's a lot of guys that have made an astronomical amount of money and didn't have to put any wear and tear on their bodies, and it just they were fine. They, they just made a bunch, boatload of money, and – it's been great. 
it's been absolutely great to see some of these guys actually manage their money well. So then all of a sudden, when they're in a situation where their season or their careers are winding down, they have stability and they don't look like fools when they have nothing to show for it other than a job at a car dealer. Um, Chase, Dan there he is. Yeah, Chase Daniel, hero. Dude, um, who was the one guy? Well, Matt Flynn, I remember, is one of the synonymous ones for getting in there, getting paid, and never having to do another thing again for the rest of his life. I think that was a Packers thing. There was one guy, Kyle Orton, sort of, not much. Um, who the hell was it? There was one guy that just kept backing up everybody. Chase Daniel's definitely up there. I guess Chad Henney falls in that category now where he's the backup for Mahomes. Like, here's a guy. Here's a guy who doesn't have to do anything for the rest of his life. Um, <sighs> Jesus Christ. So this is the problem with live television, folks. Can't bring up all the comments. And then now I brought that one up by accident before I even read it. Because sometimes it's easier to bring them up and on the screen and I can see them cl more clear. But then I realize that the savages of the world are out there. And, <laughs> man, oh, man, you got me, Scoop. You got me on that one, dude. That was, uh, that was a tough one. Um, Sean Redding coming in. Backup quarterback is the best job in sports. You get paid to hold the clipboard and you have to play. Nobody expects any from you, anything from you, so it's okay if you suck. Yeah, no, I agree. Backup quarterback is definitely, definitely the, the easiest job maybe out there in the world, actually. But, again, think about it like this, though. Backup quarterback, that means you're, the, you're a top 64 quarterback in the world. The world. 64 people, right? Even a third stringer. Now you're adding another 32. So you're still a top 100 quarterback in all of the world, and you're being paid to sit around and be a practice squad guy. There are guys that are making so much money on the practice squad that just, hey, I can be this guy. I will Like guys that are mimicking other players' styles. You know what I mean? Like that's all you're needed for. And you're making, you know, anywhere up to $60,000, $80,000 to just kind of hang around with the boys. I, I swear to God, there's not a better job in the world than to do that and to say, hey, yeah, by the way, I'm a, yeah, I play for the Cowboys. You know what I mean? Like you do? And then you go on to bigger and better things. Like Ben DiNucci did in the XFL, okay? He went to the XFL, started, made himself a name, and now he's back in the NFL. He's backing up Russ. And before you know it, Russ will get benched, you know? And all of a sudden, Ben DiNucci starting quarterback in the NFL. You just wait. Ah, hot take. Jalen Hurts' contract will go down as one of the worst in NFL history. Listen. Everybody gets on me because I'm, I'm a Cowboys guy, and and when Dak got paid, everybody kind of laughed at it. Like, can't believe you paid that. But then Daniel Jones makes the same amount of money. You're like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. But now Jalen Hurts gets the bag, right? I have a I have a firm, firm take that the Eagles regress a little bit this year. I do, and it's not like oh Super Bowl hangover. I don't know, man. I, I just and again, Eagles fans. You guys are out there. I get it, man. You guys are awesome people. I say that with <laughs> like I'm not even remotely serious. No, what I'm saying is you're a passionate fan base. I like you as a passionate fan base, as a people, as a species. I think you're all rotten. Uh, but I, I don't know, man. I, maybe maybe it's because I think that like you can play the play the statistics, play the the fact that it's been. You know, since 2003, to not have a defending champion of the division again, right? So, like, you're looking at that, and you're like, oh, well, that's, that's interesting. I believe right now on this day, I see clearly, 
um, that the Dallas Cowboys will win this division this year. I think that nobody is talking about them enough, and that's, to me, that's great. That is beyond good. I am okay with that. You look at the NFC across the board, and who do you see outside of Philadelphia and, and the San Francisco 49ers as your powerhouse teams? Now, if Jordan Love is anything remotely what they want him to be, I could see that division being interesting, the NFC North. But, like, okay, good. So who comes out of that one? I think the Saints are going to be good. I got a good feeling about the Saints because I think Derek Carr is highly underrated, and I think he was given a raw deal. I think he comes back with vengeance. I really do. The Saints are good. Kamara's only going to serve, like, two games, right? I mean, we thought he'd miss a year for beating the shit out of somebody, but why would they do that? <laughs> like, I mean, come on. Um uh, Facebook user coming in. Eagles are not re- uh, repeating as NFC champions. I agree. Uh, the Eagles won 14 games last year. I'd say there's a good chance for aggression. Hard to be better. Yeah. Well, or or you can go 15 and one or two. All right. Or 16 and one. Right. Cowboys won 12 games, three seasons in a row. So the Saints do not stink. They do not stink. I'm sorry. Uh, it, you know. <laughs> oh man. I mean, look, Joey, uh, listen, Here, here's here's where I'll, I'll draw the line in in comments, right? You will get to know Mr. Scoop, okay? He is a dear good friend of mine. He's not just some rando. His dark humor is his dark humor. It, 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 again, it, it's not for everybody, you know? It's not even for me. I laughed because I was, I was caught off guard, but... Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make fun of anybody They're dying unless you paid half a million dollars to go on a submarine and your shit explodes, then that's not my problem. That's yours. You know, play dumb games, win stupid prizes. Um, but in any event, Sean Redden with the crazy stat of the day. New segment here brought to you by and do we have music for that or and here's the crazy stat of the day uh by Sean Redden. Uh crazy stat of uh, Damar Hamlin died. <laughs> See this what I'm saying. Oh, I got to start reading some of this shit before I just bring it up on that thing. Um, You're not wrong. You're not wrong. However, I will say this with confidence. That's not the Mar Hamlin. (laughs) With confidence. Oh, man. Uh, Well, look. I see the the chat is going off on one scoop. And again... Acquire taste. Um, he ain't for everybody. Uh, <laughs> just, again, it's just one of those one of those things. Anyway, the phone lines are open, 609-663-1642 to call the show. I will be wrapping this up in probably about five minutes or so. Um, again, it covered a lot of stuff. Also wanted to work out some of the, the, the first show. Not jitters because I'm not afraid to do any of this stuff. I do this stuff like, you know, with the back of my hand. Um but, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to look at the comments at this point because I just know where it's going. And, A, I'm either going to lose a follower forever in Joey or, B, I mean, Scoop's going to be here forever. I mean, he's got nothing going on. In fact, Scoop, I, I firmly appreciate uh, your Patreon. Um, oh, what's that? No, it's not It's not here yet. So I'm doing this for you, Scoop. You said you would get back into the Chop Sports Patreon if I gave you a live interactive show. And here I am with a live, interactive show. So you don't have another choice. Pay up, or I ain't never doing this shit again. No. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, going anyway. <laughs> we go back to slandering the city of Philadelphia and its people. I'm listen. You don't gotta ask me twice to talk shit about Philadelphia. Okay. Um, there. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I can go on and on and on about Philly, but I won't. Not yet, at least. I mean, it's still early. It's still. It's July. Training camp is not opened yet. It's right there. We're, I'm excited about it. I know all you football fans are bloodthirsty and you're ready. Um, there's no sports happening right now outside of baseball and some UFC. And, um, you know, I, if you're a, a Wimbledon person, I know something good happened yesterday or something. I saw that, saw that pop up. Not a tennis guy. Uh, I had one tennis fan friend, but I don't really associate with him anymore. Um, it is what it is, you know. Um, so people just get too... Too political for my taste. I, I mean, I'm not about to turn this into a politics podcast, but it's like, if you have your stance on something, cool. You like this guy? Great. You hate this guy? Wonderful. That's it. You know, th that should be it. You just, I can't believe you like this guy. Like, no. Just who gives a shit? Who actually cares about who you're pulling for or who you're voting for? Go look at your bank account and go look at the cost of groceries. If you're okay with all of this, then you're fine. Right? If you want change, then change it up. <laughs> That's it. That is all she wrote, folks. You don't have to sit there and bicker about how mean somebody is or how dumb somebody is or how out of touch somebody is or how this guy's grabbing this person here or like any of that. It's all just blah, 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 blah. It's all talk. Who cares, bro? Who cares? I just know that when my bank account suffers and I got to pay extra for eggs and milk because of the current situation, then that's when I get mad. That's when I get mad because I don't feel like paying all that money. I really don't. And if you do, then good good for you for being that well off. <sighs> Can we talk politics? <laughs> Who am I voting for? Uh, what are your thoughts on gas prices? Well, Kyle, you don't really have to worry about this. You don't really drive too much. You have a, you have a nice little headquarters, which, by the way, shout out to you for not hiring me. Uh, you're like, I saw that post, and you're like, bringing somebody on full time. Like, this guy didn't even want to call me. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but gas prices suck, too. I had to get rid of my truck. I had a diesel truck. They only had diesel, right? I had a diesel truck. Loved the damn thing. Um, diesel prices went to, like, $7. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, somebody's got to get me out of this shit, right? And good thing for the relationship that I have out over at uh, Richard Lucas Chevrolet and Subaru. They hooked me up with a beautiful uh, Blazer Rally Sport. Thing hauls ass. Good on gas, right? But it is what it is. Um, out. Was a fam. We cannot condone. All right. Well, Tone, Joey, appreciate you, buddy, for tuning in. I appreciate you. Um, Sean Redden, how about the WNBA All-Star game? <laughs> the layup contest was exhilarating. We got one guy in Chop Sports uh, on the Facebook group. What are your thoughts on the Rise of France? Troubling. Troubling. Um, but, no, um, there's one person. I, I, I won't name him by names. I don't really care. Uh I'm not, I'm not making fun of the leader in whoever the fuck, whatever you're saying. Um, somebody uh, keeps putting out like these, like, did you see this performance out of this girl on the Liberty? I'm like, did you see the performance out of the girl on the Liberty? Because I don't think you did. Like, you, you saw a stat line. If you're sitting there on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon watching the Liberty, I mean, I can't tell. You got to go pick up a hobby. Like, it's not... They're good basketball players. It's just not a watchable product. That's all I'll say about that. I'm not saying that they're not athletes. I'm not saying they can't all school me. They will destroy me. But it's just not a, it's not a enjoyable telecast is what I'm saying. Maybe get some better announcers, maybe some flair, get some names out there, you know, start creating some stars, right? I mean, that it could be something. I just don't think it is right now. And I don't think it's watchable 
I'm not going to watch it. I mean, again, we have some people that are just diehard WNBA fans. Good for you. I have a daughter. If she wants to go play basketball and gets drafted to WNBA, guess what? Guess who's in the front row? <laughs> Me, right? <laughs> right now, I don't have a reason to watch it. Go Cowboys. All right. Well, and anyway, I'm going to head out of here today. I am going to try to go post this as a podcast. I'm going to edit this bad boy, and I want to thank everybody for joining in on this first episode live. This is episode six of the Dave Sturchio Show. So if you haven't listened to the first couple, uh, first five, it's been very uh, life. Uh, it's been very um, why I'm a Cowboys fan. It's my whole wrestling story. So if you have any interest in that, please go find it and download it. It would mean a lot to me. Um, currently, there's a lot of cool stuff going down the pipeline right now at Chop Studios within Chop Sports Media. There's a lot of stuff cool, like a lot of cool things going down. Please go support your local businesses. They're not sponsors of the show, but I will shout out Strickland Steakhouse right now. They are doing wonderful things over there. They're soft openings in Woodbridge. Um, I'm very excited about the future of that place. Mike's also has a wonderful place in Staten Island, the West Shore Inn. Go check him out. He's got rated the best steak in Staten Island, so go or on Staten Island. Go check that guy out. Um, shout out to obviously absolute eyewear, Janine and Craig. Those are my really good friends. Um, they've been sponsors and they've been kicking with me since jump street. So thank you guys for always supporting the, uh, the brand. Anybody who's ever bought a shirt. I know I just posted last night to buy a shirt. Look, man, I'm not saying we're hard on money or anything like that, but support goes a long way. Um, we're out here. I'm out here trying to make a difference, um, in, in this field. Right. And I know that there's a lot of money to be spent, um, to, to get to where we're at right now. But I also know that it takes a lot of time to a lot of sacrifice, a lot of, you know, you're not able to go out and do all the fun things you used to do. I was out uh, the other day, shout out to my guys at the third, uh, the third of July, which is a band with my, uh, 10% owner of chop sports media, Sean Basinger, Dr. Sean Basinger of health and fitness professional. Shout out to everybody over there. Um, those guys have supported us specifically Sean for a long, long time. So shout out to him. Uh, shout out to the Sauce, man. The Sauce Network. We've been riding for a long time with you guys, uh, going on two and a half years now. I remember I basically met you guys when we were starting our our daily show and stuff like that. There will be a football reunion show of the Chop Sports Daily. Um, I did talk to Chris about that. I said, by the way, this is happening, so I hope you're ready. Um, but anyway, um, so anyway, going back in. Scoop, Dave, if you had a choice, oh, Joey, Democrat, oh, man. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that right now, Scoop. Um, but I will say it's been uh, a really cool week or two over here at Chop Studios. And I think the rentals are picking up. I think the clients are picking up. I just got a chance to talk to my guy, um, uh, AC Gamble is how I look at him. It's Fabri, another wrestler friend of mine who owns Amici Pizzeria down in Middletown. I had a slice down there. And if I had, if I was Portnoy, I would have gave it like, a high eight into the nines. It was a very, very good pizza. We might be working with those guys. There's a lot of things going on with Chop Sports and Chop Studios. So for that, I thank everybody that's been supporting us since Jump Street, whether you've bought a shirt, you're a sponsor, whatever you've done, I appreciate it greatly. You give me the ability to go on here and talk some shit and talk some sports and release into the world um, all my uh, opinions on things. So how many times this is going to be a live show? Not sure. Uh, but again, I love doing it. I, I love talking. I think that Pound for pound, if you had to stack me up against anybody else on the mic, I don't think there's anybody that can really touch me, honestly. And I've said that for a long time. Um, I still stand by that. I may not have all your analytical answers, and I may not have all your stats-driven stuff, but when talking on the mic, it's what I do. It's what I love to do, and I only do it because I have the support of so many uh, really good, really, really good people. Um, 
on, uh, on whether it be the Chop Sports Facebook group or friends of mine or, um, you know, just everybody. So thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, as I go to the comments one last time, um, no, I, it's fine, Scoob. I, to me, it's it's all good. And, of course, in all seriousness, did anyone see the athletic article at Legends Home Run Derby next All-Star break? Pool host Tommy Ortiz and Griffey, they said they're in. That would be something, as we close the show, that would be something that I would definitely, definitely love um, to go see because I think that it's uh, – or not go see, but definitely would be interested to see if any of those guys can still go yard. Um, Jim Tomey could probably still yoke balls into the stance. <laughs> just, he was always – Billy had that one – just the stance that you just knew that if you went inside, this guy's going to golf it to the moon and back. Uh, so, anyway, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you. I love you. God bless everybody. Have a great rest of their week. Again, coming up this week, I'll be sitting down with Sean McEwen of the Dallas Cowboys. He's going to break down Dallas Cowboys camp. I won't be doing that show live. I'll be doing it behind the scenes and posting it as a podcast. So, that's it. Tony, I talked about the 49ers earlier. If you want to scroll back, uh, you can do that. I was talking good things, glaringly good things. Um, doesn't look good on TV, but I would love to see that. Truth. <laughs> so that'll do it here from the Omni, as Jimmy Palumbo would say. We'll see you guys next time.